Hey everyone, welcome to the Just Michelle Talking podcast. We are back. We, I, I am back for 2021 and it's already been an interesting year and it's only February really. So I think, you know, a lot of us thought this year was going to suddenly get easier or get better. And for some of us, it is easier and better. And some of us, it is a little bit harder. And for me, it hasn't been harder. It's been better in many ways because I finally get to live with my partner, which is exciting. And the kids are all getting used to it, which is also exciting. And I'm getting used to it, which is also exciting. Interesting thing, I actually thought a lot about how much it would be hard for the kids to adjust and how much it would be hard for him to adjust. But I never really thought about how much it would take for me to adjust. And the beginning of this process was kind of an interesting one because I spent so much time thinking about them and him that I didn't spend any time thinking about me and the adjustments that I would have to make. And none of them are bad, don't get me wrong, but it's been an interesting time. You know, I suddenly have to share my life with somebody else and somebody else gets to make rules and, you know, have opinions and stuff. And for two and a bit years now or two years now, I've been pretty much running this household on my own. So it's been an interesting experience, but we're all getting used to it and all enjoying it. And life is becoming very, very calm and happy and good. And I have to say, we're all in a really happy place. And as a result, though, I've been kind of busy doing all those things. So I did miss a week of the podcast, which like week two, how embarrassing is that? But sorry, (laughs) but we're back now. I'm back now. Why do I keep saying we? It's literally me. Anyway, I'm back now and the podcast is back now and hopefully we'll have more regular episodes going on now. So we will get back to our weekly chatting, just me and you hanging out, seeing how things are going, you know. And for today, I wanted to talk about uh, definitions, which sounds like so boring, right? But I meant more in particular that at the end of most of the episodes of this podcast, I say, uh, may you be happy, may you be healthy, and may you be safe, and may you be at peace. But what do those things actually mean? Now, I could, of course, leave this fairly blank and be like, it means whatever you want it to mean, right? Not my beeswax, what you, what you call it to mean, because what's happy to one person might not be happy to another and what's safe to one person might not be safe to another. And so I thought just for today, even though I think you should really be defining those things for yourself, I thought just for today, I'd share with you how I define those things. And yeah, when I think about happy, healthy, safe, and well, what does that mean? So let's get started with that. And let's start from the beginning, which is may you be happy. So what does it mean to be happy? I think for a long time, I was misguided in believing that happy was like really outward joy and like smiling all the time and everything was always good and nothing was ever shit. And I just kind of had this vision that happiness means you wake up every morning, like full of joy and like bounding out of bed, which A is kind of bullshit because I'm not that much of a bound out of bed person in the morning. And B, it's just kind of like, that's exhausting. Maintaining that level of happiness, I think, is really exhausting and, and somewhat unrealistic. But just like, I think, by the way, a certain level of misery is, is exhausting too. So these days, when I think of being happy or myself being happy, I tend to see this as more content or satisfied more than kind of out and out jumping around happy, right? We mistake it for that outward joy, but I don't really see happiness as being so outward. Although sometimes, of course, it is, right? You go to 
an amazing concert, you see an amazing musical, you're having fun with friends, and of course, you're outwardly laughing and smiling and having a great time. But when I say to you, may you be happy, I don't mean may you have that all the time. I don't mean everything is Pollyanna good 24-7. I just basically mean that your life is moving in the direction that you want it to. You know, we spend a lot of time in pursuit of happiness, but then getting it and maintaining it is really, really, really hard. Kind of like what I've said about having a life in balance. You know, we work really hard to get it there, but maintaining it there is much harder than it is getting there. It's just impossible to hang on to that thin thread because I I think the standard of a life that's perfectly in balance is just impossible to achieve. There's too many factors outside of yourself, right? So the same I think is true of happiness. When I think about being happy, I probably equate it more with contentment, being content, or I guess this is going to sound a little depressing, but not being outwardly miserable with your life. So being, being content, being glad with what you have, you know, to put like a little bit of a mathematical spin on it for the majority of your time on this earth, your life is pretty okay. You know, you're satisfied. Things are going all right. You know, do you have the best job in the world and the best partner in the world and the best this and the best that? And are you just full of shiny, happy, joy, joy all day long? Probably not. But in the majority, in the main, are you a happy person and life is okay and you're content? Yeah. So to me, that's what I think of having a happy life is. And I do also think there's some truth in that idea that you can't understand or appreciate happiness unless you've also had sadness and upset and, and misery, I guess, to a degree. And it's, it's the bad times that kind of make the good times that much better and hopefully give us a sense of appreciation and gratitude and extra joy to know that things are so good now, you know? And I think we forget that a lot. I'm noticing that a lot actually at the moment living through this pandemic that we are so grateful to get back to what a normal life looks like. And I, I put that in air quotes, a normal life, but we very quickly forget how bad things were before. And we very quickly forget the misery of the 24-7 masks and all the kind of stuff and the misery of only being able to leave five kilometers from home and stuff. But it's, it's, and so as a result, people are doing stupid things like not washing their hands, like not wearing masks, like not whatever, because it's so easy to forget when things were terrible. But I like to think of those terrible times as kind of like the compass by which I go, hey, now I'm going to appreciate and really enjoy this happy time. This is, the, this is the way I'm going to not only appreciate it and enjoy it, but make sure that I acknowledge its existence. So when I see, think of myself as being happy, I don't think of joy all the time. I think of contentment. I think of progress. That's probably part of that as well, that I'm not just stuck in one place. I'm moving forward. But that's because for me, progress is a source of happiness where that's not true for everybody. So yeah, I, I kind of put happiness and contentment on that same line. I think I don't, I don't put them as separate. And so when, at the end of my podcast, when I say, may you be happy, you know, in my mind, what I'm really telling you is may you be content. It doesn't mean by the way that you don't want to improve things. Or you don't want to move things to the next level or you don't want to upgrade them. Apropos my word of the year. It just means that you're not unhappy. You're not actively miserable. <laughs> Let's put it that way, right? 
So the next part of that, that saying that I say in the end is may you be healthy. So what does healthy mean? Because for some people, healthy is going to be a vegan lifestyle and running a marathon. For other people, a healthy lifestyle is going to be only having one bottle of wine a night instead of two. We all have very different definitions of what healthy is and what healthy is for us, right? We might have judgment about what healthy is for other people, but certainly we have a judgment of what healthy is for us. And when I think about living a healthy life, I'm thinking about one which is in good condition, both physically and mentally. So on the physical side, this means taking care of the machine that you've got. Not only maintaining the things that you need, like sleep and water and physical exercise and whatever, but also engaging in some preventative medicine. So, you know, making sure you are taking those vitamins if that's your thing, making sure that you're getting things checked out, you know, for, you know, regular checkups, et cetera. For a really long time, I was super, super shit about this. But then I realized that I wasn't doing anyone any favors. And I suffer from a chronic lack of iron. I've had it checked like a billion times and basically nobody ever found a solution to it. So now I get my iron checked regularly. I have iron infusions regularly you know, I, I make sure that I'm keeping an eye on this thing. So if I have some sort of weird medical thing that comes up, I don't just kind of let it sit there for a while. I take myself to the doctor. Now that was really hard through 2020 because I think a lot of us felt like, ah, oh, this lump will go away. Ah, oh, it's not as bad as COVID. Ah, oh, you know, what's the big deal kind of thing. And I think especially in those times, it's important to remember that in order to lead a healthy life, you need a certain level of, of health to exist, right? And if you're just ignoring all the weird stuff that comes along, you're probably not doing yourself any favors there, yeah? I remember back in my very woo years, I spent a lot of time reading somebody's work. Her name is Denise Duffield-Thomas. I still like her stuff. I don't love it, but I like it. And I remember her saying, she was specifically talking about money and expenses and stuff, but she was. I remember her saying that if something major financial in this case. But anyway, if something major comes up in your life unexpected, it really doesn't mean that it was unexpected. It probably meant that you were not maintaining it in the first place. And that's kind of always stuck with me. And, and I think it really refers to health as well, right? If you're feeling perfectly well and suddenly you have a massive heart attack, you know, chances are you probably weren't looking after yourself as well as you could. Or if you have a major breakdown or whatever. And I just remember her saying that there are, there are unexpected expenses or unexpected experiences or whatever, but most of the time they come from a lack of maintenance, not from truly being kind of unexpected. And that thought has kind of always stuck with me. And I think the same is really true in the mental health space especially for those of us like myself who self-identify as strong-willed or self-identify as, as stable or st- self-identify as I'm, you know, I can handle a lot, a lot, I'm resilient, I'm whatever. Those of us who don't identify as having a specific mental health concern somehow feel like we are invincible. These things never happen to us. We never suffer from these things. And that's such a load of rubbish, right? Because, just because you've not been diagnosed with anxiety, this doesn't mean that you don't have anxious moments. And just because you haven't been diagnosed with depression, that doesn't mean you don't have depressive thoughts or depressive episodes or depressive periods in your life, right? 
a lot can happen in your life which can cause mental health dips. And I think we would be really smart to recognize those when we can or maintain them before they can, you know, make sure you're doing the things in your life, which bring you positive energy. Make sure you're doing the things which make you feel good. You're associating with the kind of people you want to associate with, you know, and so on and so forth. It's really an interesting thing, both physically and mentally. We tend to wait for the disaster and then take care of the disaster. Hopefully we take care of it. But I think we need to look at preventative medicine, both mental and physical, more than we look at, you know, emergency fixing all the time. So for me, when I think may you be healthy, I think may you lead a healthy life, but also may you maintain that life and may you look after yourself and may you value yourself to take preventative care of the things you need to take care of and to take and take maintenance care of the things you need to take maintenance care of, right? I don't mean that healthy means you're super skinny. I don't think it means that you're super fit. I don't think it means that you like, I don't know, only eat vegan or whatever your thing is, if, if that's any of your things, then great, no problem, right? But generally speaking, when I think about leading a healthy life, I think about one in which I place value, time, and effort in the maintenance and care of both my mental well-being and my physical well-being. And this is a hard one sometimes. This is particularly a hard one for women. A lot of us, I think, really struggle in this space of looking after ourselves because we so much look after other people. And this is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, that when I thought about having a new person live in our family, I thought a lot about how it would affect everybody else. And I never spared a moment for how it would affect me. It honestly, I'm almost embarrassed to admit, it didn't even occur to me to think about myself in all this. It really didn't. Because the people that I love were potentially going to have a bit of discomfort or whatever and disorientation or needing to adjust or needing to compromise or whatever. And so in my mind, that's what I was focusing on. I didn't think about the fact that I too would have to adjust. I didn't think about the fact that I too would be in the middle of these two groups of people who needed me to be there for them. You know, I just didn't think about any of that. And so that's a really good example of how if I thought about this a little bit harder, I would have realized that it wasn't just them. It was also me. But, you know, live and learn, right? So may you be healthy means to me, may you lead a healthy life to whatever standard you want, but may you look after yourself and maintenance and may you take care of the things that need taken care of, right? Which brings me to the third thing. So we've got may you be happy, which to me means content. May you be healthy, which to me means may you look after yourself and be in a good place physically and mentally. And then we have may you be safe, And when I think about that sense of safe, I actually think about this in a very literal sense. So when I say, may you be safe, I mean, may you be safe from danger. May you be safe from someone harming you. May you be safe from situations that make you worry for your own safety or the safety of the people you love. But upon reflection, Maybe may you be safe means a lot more than that. Maybe it's more about may you feel safe. So may you not just be safe, but may you also feel safe, you know? May you feel safe to express who you are, your sexuality, your skills, your personality, your whatever. You know, may you be safe to live your life the way that you want to live your life, you know? And in retrospect, I kind of, I've always, uh, rubbish, this one is not the right thing to say because I think safety is really important. But I think for a long time, 
And when I thought about happy, healthy, safe, and in peace, probably safe was the least important of these. But in retrospect, I actually think it's much more important than we realize. Because if we don't feel safe, if we're not in a safe environment, if we don't feel safe to be who we are, if we don't feel safe to express who we are, if we're living in a place that's not safe, if we're living with people who are not safe for us, then how can you possibly invest in your health? And how can you possibly be content or happy? So it's funny, I always used to put this one at the bottom of the list, but in some ways I think this is still at the bottom, but at the bottom a different way. This is kind of the basis upon which you build that happiness and that health and that those things that are actually really important. I think we need to feel safe in order to then have the energy and the time and the ability to go and look after our health, look after our mental health, look after our happiness, that kind of stuff. So I do mean it in a literal sense, but I also mean it a sense of may you feel safe to be who you are in whatever way you wish to express it. Yeah. And then the last one in like kind of a strange way is like a mixture of all those things, which is peace, right? May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe and may you be at peace. And when I sat down to think about this, I realized that for me, the idea of being happy and the idea of being at peace are almost the same. And as somebody who is a mega, mega overthinker and who often lets things marinate in my mind for a while, I'm not sure I'm ever 100% at peace in that sense because I have a super active kind of monkey mind that's going all the time. So for me, I think being at peace is probably knowing that I'm happy and healthy and safe. And knowing that I'm those three things and I've invested in those three things, that is what brings me a sense of peace or a sense of inner quiet, even though the voice in my head is in full chatter mind, chatter mode. It would help if I can actually say mode. So it doesn't mean, when I'm at peace, it doesn't mean that nothing is on my mind or nothing is bothering me or I'm like, um, you know, like Zen meditation, whatever. It just means that on the whole, I'm okay, right? It means that I have freedom of speech and the bravery to use that freedom. It means that when something's bothering me, I feel like I can speak about it. But peace for me comes directly from having those other things, the safety, the happiness, and the health. That's when I feel most at peace, right? And when I'm at peace, then I feel free to say what's on my mind. When, when something's bothering me, I feel like I can, I can talk about it, you know? I can bring it out. When, when something's bothering me and I leave it unsaid out of fear or out of a lack of safety or whatever, that to me is when my mind is out of peace. Now, if something's bothering me and I'm not ready to talk about it, okay, no big deal. But if something is bothering me and I feel I can't talk about it for some reason, then to me, I'm not fully at peace. I don't feel safe to say what's on my mind, right? It's knowing, peace for me is knowing that I've got those three things and that in turn allows me to say what I need to and when I need to. And peace is also, if I can take it into a slightly bigger concept, peace for me or a peaceful life is about knowing that I am in control of my life and I am responsible for what happens in my life. I think a lot of times we don't feel terribly at peace because we feel like other people are in the way, 
our obligations to other people are taking up all the space. Um, we feel like we're not in control of things. And I think this past year, we've all, we've all felt like that a little bit with the pandemic that we aren't in control here. We don't really know what's going on. It's you know not our fault, but we got to deal with it kind of thing. And so this past year has probably been a really hard one in order to find that peace. But even in an uncertain situation, knowing that I am in control of my own life and what I choose to do and think and feel and be every day, knowing that I am largely responsible for what happens in that life. I'm responsible for how I react to something. I'm responsible for being resilient to something. I'm responsible for looking after myself. That actually brings me a reminder of peace. Like, hey, Michelle, you're more in control here than you realize. Like, hey, yes, this person is pissing you off or driving you crazy, but ultimately it's your choice how you respond to that. So for me, maybe peace is also a sense of power, power around my life and what I'm capable of and the choices that I can make for myself. So I have to say, sitting and thinking about these things, you know, I've said those words, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. I've said it so many times. And prior to this podcast, I heard it so many times because it is the basis for one of my favorite um, uh, guided meditations on the Calm app. So it's one of my most favorite ones. So I've heard those words so many times, but I've never really sat and thought about what do those words actually mean to me? What, you know, what do they mean? So when you hear those same words, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. I hope that to you, those things are not just words either. I hope you think about what do they mean to you? If I was to be at peace, what would that mean? You know, or maybe you're working towards what they might mean to you, you know, and how will you know when you are happy and how will you know when you are at peace? Now, I would also suggest to be a little bit careful about those markers for knowing the when are. So for example, we sometimes attach our happiness to external things which don't really bring happiness. So I know I'll be happy when I have $1,000 in the bank. Well, will that really make you happy or will that give you security, which is kind of peace really? And will you have that security at the thousand or will you keep pushing forward? So we need to really think about what will it take for me to be at peace? What, is it, what does peace mean to me? And how will I know when I have achieved it, right? Like, I know I'm going to be at peace when my kids graduate high school, right? Is that because you think your house is going to get quieter? It's going to be less noisy or they're going to move out and go to college or like, well, why that, you know? So just be mindful that when you think about what these four words mean to you, and you try to attach some values or some definitions or some markers to them, that you're attaching things that truly represent those feelings and not kind of sideline feelings, if that makes sense, yeah? So I'd encourage you to just kind of let this roll around in your head a little bit in the next, in the next week or two, you know? Maybe start by asking yourself those questions, you know, am I happy or do I feel healthy? Do I feel safe? And do I feel at peace? And if I don't, what might I do to get to just one of those, right? We don't need to achieve all four at once. What might I do to get to one of those or get closer to one of those in any case? You know, right now you might not be feeling terribly healthy because you don't drink enough water or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be big grand things, but I would just start to think about that thing just those things, let them roll around a little bit. Am I those things? 
how can I get to be those things? What's required for me to be those things? And most of all, how do I define those things? Because we're all going to define them in very, very different ways. So just food for thought this week, something to think about. And on that note, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe and may you be at peace. I'll catch you next week.